Hello, hello, everyone. It's me, Lisa Lillian, also known as Hungry Girl, live from Hungryland. Well, it's not live for you, but it's live for us. Yeah. We're here with Mikey and Jamie. Hello. Hello. How are you guys? Good. How about you? I'm good. I'm excited because this week, this podcast is so different for us. Like, I love what we do and we have so much fun, but this week we are, it's, as we've been saying all week, it's a very special episode <laughs> of Hungry Girl Chew the Right Thing. And it's going to be a little bit different in that it's going to be more of a free-flowing conversation about something that I call the 80-20 rule or the 80-20 philosophy of eating, which is basically how I live my life and how I've lived since probably around 2002 or 2003 um, when I was just 11 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but the 80-20 rule is really about, I'm trying to sum it up in one line. It's like being good and making the right smart food choices 80% of the time and then 20% of the timing letting go a little bit. And people don't always understand what that means. Well, we, you know, we reference it a lot and I think it's such a great philosophy and we always will get questions because people want to know what exactly does that mean? How do you implement it into your life? How has it become such a helpful part of your weight loss story. So I'm excited to talk about that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it'll be great. And I, and I have a funny story that I want to share about the 80-20 rule. And it has to do with me trying to use the 20 of the 80. Uh -oh. And something that happened when I was in New York City. I don't think you were with me, Jamie. But okay. sometimes, like, if I go on a book tour or if I'm doing an appearance like, I don't really eat a lot during the day when I'm on TV for whatever reason. I think I always experience a little bit of anxiety, which also makes people feel like, like, what? You get anxious before TV? <laughs> but I do, like most people might. Mm -hmm. So I remember I did a QVC appearance, and I like to drive to QVC from Manhattan. Somebody drives me in a car, so I don't have to drive for hours and hours. And then on the way back, sometimes, again, if I haven't eaten in like 10 hours or something mm -hmm. crazy, we'll stop and get food. So we got back at midnight one night and we went to my favorite diner. You know it. Moonstruck. Moonstruck <laughs> on Madison Avenue. And I decided I was going to get avocado toast. So I ordered my avocado toast, which by the way, is something I think of as the 20 in the 80-20. Mm -hmm. And we'll, we'll get into more of that later. And it shows up do you know the story? I think I do. <laughs> All right. It shows up, Mike. Mike doesn't know the no, story. Know. It shows up just on a plate without the actual bread. Oh, wow. And I was like, you know, I was So I was just hangry. avocado? I was hangry at that point because I hadn't eaten in so long. And I was so jazzed for my avocado toast to show up. And it shows up on a plate. It was, I think, maybe egg, tomato, avocado, and no toast. Okay. And I just looked at the waitress and I said, where's the toast? And she said, oh, you, you never eat bread. You never order bread. <laughs> so she took it upon herself to serve me oh the avocado God. toast. She's looking out. She was, I guess so, or making me sad. I almost started to cry. Aww. I was like, but I didn't order it that way. Why would I have ordered the avocado toast if I didn't want the toast? Aww. But it was funny. Anyway. See, I would have brought you the avocado toasted. I would have put the oh, avocado no. in the toasted toaster. Avocado. <laughs> yeah. That'd be good, wouldn't the it? The diner would have fired you, <laughs> okay. probably. But that's okay. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, it's nice to know when you go to a place and they know your orders and they mm -hmm. know the way you eat. But mm -hmm. at the same time, it's like if you want to order something different, you should be able to and you shouldn't mm -hmm. have to feel bad no about shame. it. No shame in that toast. I was like, I just wanted to eat toast. And then I felt bad about it. But I ate it. Mm. When it showed up, I ate it. So what kind it was of toast? just a funny story. I think it was like whole wheat, okay. whole grain. Like they're not all about the toast there, but mm -hmm. it was a... 
it was a fun thing. It was the only place I could find near the hotel that was yeah. open. And Moonstruck is my place. So if you're in New York. So yummy. They didn't close, great. did they? What? No, they had a problem for a few months. They were closed for a little okay. while, but they're back. Okay, good. They're back. Cool. So um, getting into the 80-20 rule, wait, do we have do we have like news today too? Or is it just 80-20? No, we got some news. Oh, yay. All right. All right, this is a breaking shoes food crime. About the music there. Oreos has just launched hot chicken wing and wasabi flavors. Yuck, it's that's disgusting, right? I'm not the only one who thinks that that's Ooh, gross. That is not just you, sir. Okay, so the new Oreos are only available in China as of right now. You never know if they're popular there, they might come here. Uh, the hot chicken wing flavor features buffalo sauce esque orange cream. So the cream in the middle of the Oreo is orange with buffalo sauce flavored. And then the wasabi one is, yep, you guessed it, it's green wasabi flavored. Uh, both appear to have the chocolate cookies on the outside. So it's chocolate cookie with the cream filled buffalo sauce or wasabi. So it's kind of sweet and savory, I guess. And it sounds like maybe it was a good idea at the time, but probably no, not a good idea. No, it was never a good idea. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I could see someone sitting in a room and thinking, oh, I got a great idea. And someone's like, yeah, let's do it. And they did it. Who seconded this is that? A PR, it's, it's a PR stunt. <sighs> that sounds so? disgusting. It sounds gross. Like yeah. we have bad, we have a lot of Oreo flavors here. We try all of them. Mm-hmm. I have to say when they come in, mm-hmm. we've tried them didn't all. Didn't they do and Swedish fish ones? They did a Swedish fish one. I didn't like it. Yeah. I don't like most of the Oreo flavors. I like the traditional Oreos, but mm-hmm. this is just over the top disgusting. Yeah. What if it's Sorry. good? It's, it's not. If someone's <laughs> in China, send us a box of each one yes, and, oh. and we'll try it. We'll, we'll do what you and tell it. If anyone sends us these, they're going to get a, a full collection of every Hungry Girl po- cookbook autographed by me. <laughs> right. But they're not going to send it. It's not going to be like a fruit punch pickles thing where we got jar- jars of that sent to us. Well, but I, they sound gross. That yeah, is a crime. I, sh- I sent you a, a picture. Crime. You see that? Look at that. Disgusting. But, Criminal. Yeah. And that's all I have for today. Wow. <laughs> that's some big news. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should go to China to try them. I want to try it. I mean, we tried a, a cricket chip. chip. <laughs> I would eat two cricket chips before I would eat that. And you know me, I'm never going to eat those again. All right, so where do we begin? Like, I think, I know we've reached out and we've asked for questions from the audience and we got a bunch of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. we got a lot of questions. We reached out to the Hungry Girl community, What's Chewing, on Facebook. And we got tons of questions, people wanting to know exactly what eighty twenty means to you. Ingrid said, I would like to know what her weight loss story is and how long she's kept off the weight using this philosophy. That's a good question. Okay. So I didn't use the philosophy to lose the weight. I have to say, if you are on your journey and in the process of losing weight, I would say 80-20 probably doesn't apply across the board. It can apply, and I'll tell you how. But if you're trying to just straight up lose weight, it could throw you off. Mm -hmm. Because when you have that 20, you're going to want more I used it a little bit. So just to back up a little, how I lost the weight originally was like back in 2002, I decided that I was eating too many carbs. I was too much of like a bread lover, Mm -hmm. eating things that I considered okay because they were fat-free. Remember the fat-free bagels and fat-free pretzels? Mm -hmm. So I would eat all that and I was eating too many calories. So one day I just decided to give up what I called starchy carbs. I didn't eat any pasta, rice, potatoes, bread or anything at all like not even a bite of it for a year wow one year but the weight fell off of me like for the first three months I just kept losing and losing and losing Mm -hmm. I lost probably a total of close to 30 pounds doing that I was eating a lot of fruit and a lot of lean meats and a lot of salads and vegetables and zero starchy Mm -hmm. carbs so no pizza 
zero pizza. No, <laughs> oh I mean, God. I would have been just cheese on a plate. <laughs> I was such a freak that I would eat vegetable soup and take the potatoes out. Wow. Okay, that's how hardcore I was. And something about the, the, psych, the psychology of that worked for me. And I was fine. Once I gave it up, I did not crave it. And I really enjoyed it. But when I had to start incorporating those things back into my life and live like a normal person, or what I consider a normal person, because I don't like being too extreme mm-hmm. in any way, I started following Weight Watchers and counting points. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, I didn't lose the weight with Weight Watchers like a lot of people think. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was the most sensible plan and I started counting points on Weight Watchers and then was able to incorporate some of that stuff back into my life. And it's worked. So and the reason why I say that I think that some people might not be able to use 80-20 while they're in their serious weight loss mode is because it could mess with your brain. Too much wiggle room, I think. It's a little bit of wiggle room and then it gets to the point. But where it does work is let's say you slip up a little. Mm-hmm. It's easy to get back on track if mm-hmm. you are used to that. See, a lot of times people have issues when they're on this weight loss journey, and if they screw up a little bit, they just throw in the towel. Mm-hmm. So if you think about 80-20, it could help you mm-hmm. in that arena, for sure. What Was there like one overarching question that appeared a lot? Because I haven't looked at them. Yeah, um, you know, Tori said something that a lot of people said, which is that they don't know how to implement it. She said, otherwise, it turns into twenty eighty for me. Um, Phyllis said, when do you know how to make the call of what's the 20%? Angie said, how do you prevent yourself from overloading during the 20%? These are all really good questions. And I have no rules. So it's not like I could say, oh, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are 80 days and Saturday, Sunday are 20 days. It's more like however, you know, it fits into my life, I plan for it. So like I am a planner and I do think the number one thing that people can use in order to have weight loss success is to plan and think about things like I'm a little bit of a freak. I'm a control freak about my day, (laughs) about my hours in my day. And if you think about what your food is going to look like for the day, it helps you. So on days where I know I have a dinner coming up at one of my favorite restaurants that has pretzel bread that I love. It's one of my Mm. 20s. Um, I will plan for that. Mm-hmm. So I, I sort of take it easy throughout the day. I make super healthy choices, and then I can have my pretzel bread, and, and it's all good. Mm-hmm. Who I has mean, the best pretzel bread? Mastro's. Yeah, <laughs> and do you want to know who, who else has really good pretzel bread? Who? American Airlines. What? Oh, my goodness. I'm really? not even kidding. Huh. Yeah, on an airplane. Interesting. But you have to be flying in first class or, or in business class, or you beg them to give mm-hmm. you a role if you're in coach. I've done that. Yeah. So. It works sometimes. You could say you have a blood sugar uh, issue or something and they'll give you bread. (laughs) But if I eat the pretzel bread, like I don't, I also like don't eat the other stuff. Like I might have a bite or two of this or that, but if I eat the pretzel bread, I'm not eating everything. Mm So the 80-20 doesn't mean that when I'm in my 20 mode, I'm eating everything under the sun. It really could be per meal, per day. Mm -hmm. It's very rarely do I have a whole day where I'm eating everything. I feel So I, n- it's not like a cheat day. It's not like every eighth day you have two cheat days. Exactly. No, I couldn't live like that. Mm-hmm. I think a cheat day would be too dangerous for me and my mm-hmm. personality type mm-hmm. because I feel like I would eat too much. Mm-hmm. I would no. eat I would eat like probably 3 or 4000 calories mm-hmm. if I had if I had a true cheat day and that would be way too many for me. So could, I I don't do that. Could you do like 70 30 one day and then 90 10 the next? You could. I mean, you could. And it, to me, it's like it, the, the important thing is not measuring it out and overthinking it. It's mm-hmm. just being smart. And if you make it a part of your life and you know that, like, let, let's talk about how it applies to when you go out That's to a eat great a meal. idea. 
So the way I look, and I try to really teach people this, because I know, for example, my mom, who hopefully she's not listening because I'm tattling on her, but she'll go to a restaurant and she thinks it's like a Mm free-for-all. She reads the menu and Mm -hmm. whatever looks good to her at that point, she orders. But I never approach the menu that way. So Mm -hmm. like when I look at a menu, I only see certain foods. Mm -hmm. If I glance at the appetizers... I only see the ones that, that apply. Mm-hmm. So like I look for broth-based soup or I look for things that are lean protein, whether it's a shrimp cocktail or a chicken satay or broth-based some kind of a soup or a salad that looks like it has fresh ingredients and not too many extras. And then I would get dressing on the side. So you see certain things and you don't see certain mm-hmm. things. I don't see the stuff that's cheesy and creamy. I don't ever look at the pastas. Let's say a restaurant has a pasta section. I never order pasta at the restaurant, mm-hmm. ever. I stick with like grilled, you know, lean meats, fish, chicken, sometimes steak. I love steak. And then I never get starchy sides. I don't really get the rice or potatoes. I'll get double veggies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that that's really what I see when I look at the menu. I know, Jamie, you're the same way. I mean, I, I dine out with you yeah, fairly yeah, often. Yeah, we eat pretty similarly. Um, you know, what happens if you are craving dessert or a cocktail or the bread basket comes? Like, how do you... You know, like people have asked, how do you prevent that 20% from becoming 80%? How do you kind of choose your battles and what you're going to incorporate? Well, you have to really be present. Mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes people are very mindless. The bread basket comes. They're excited to see their friends. They're hanging out and having fun. They grab the bread. They don't even think about it. They're buttering it. I really am very cognizant. I'm very aware. Mm-hmm. I'm always hyper-focused on the food, no matter where I am. <laughs> like if I go to a hotel, I look at the mini bar. I stare at it. I want to know what's there. If a restaurant, the bread basket shows up. I know every roll that's in that basket, <laughs> whether or not I take any of them. And so you have to think about it. Is this what you want? Pretend mm-hmm. you had a budget. You have a certain amount of money and you want to buy everything. Like, I love clothing. You can't buy every piece of clothing that you see. Mm-hmm. You have a budget. And it's the same with your calories. Mm-hmm. One of the things that really helped me better understand eighty twenty when we were preparing for this episode is, you know, you talk about it really is more of a philosophy. I think people get hung up on the numbers and they want to know how do you divide it? How do you decide? I've noticed that, you know, we had, we had talked about, you know, when you go to the supermarket, are there things you splurge on? And you had said, no, you know, I really stock my house 100%. And then it's, you're allowing for that 20%. Those, this is life. It's going to come up. Someone's going to invite you out for a drink. Something, someone's going to order a dessert. So it's really, I feel like what I was hearing is that you approach it as you're going to aim to make the best choices you can. And then when sort of life happens, it like there's room for it in that 20%. Exactly. So, right. I never stock my house with the 20%. Another rule I have is the 20%, I really, 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 really try hard to not make them trigger foods. Mm -hmm. I mean... What's a trigger food? A trigger food is a food that will make you go down a really bad path and eat more and more and more. It makes you Mm -hmm. hungrier and hungrier. So... For the, well, for you, it's peanut butter. For me, it's chips. For me, it's sugar. It's like addictive to me. That's like my... I'm okay with sugar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's it's something salty and crunchy. Mm-hmm. So it's mostly, it's chips for mm-hmm. me. So if, I, if there's a bag of pretzels in the house, it's open, I will think about eating the whole bag until the bag is gone. Mm-hmm. So I have to get rid of it. And so I don't keep that stuff in my house. You know, the exception might be if I'm out for dinner and there's bread and, and I do have a piece of the bread... After that, I move the bread away. I don't grab a second roll. So it, um, it's, it's the 20 really rarely happens at home in that way. The exception would be cocktails. So, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm a big drinker, but um, I entertain a lot and I will have a cocktail 
or possibly even two every now and then. And then I make smarter choices. Mm -hmm. So like there's always a way. I try to keep my cocktails to about 100 or 110 calories a cocktail, which I think is easy because I use... Um, and by the way, it's my 80-20 rule on ingredients because in general, I drink water and I drink Perrier, I drink sparkling water, but and I don't really drink diet soda. And I tried to avoid artificial sweeteners with the exception of what I use to make my cocktails. So I like the flavored fruity drink mix packets, either mm-hmm. Crystal Light or Weiler's. I'm obsessed mm-hmm. these days with like the Weiler's mm-hmm. peach. And you can use that with a shot of clear alcohol and put it in a blender with cubes and it's about 100 calories. So that's a good use of 100 calories, in my opinion. Well, and I think you brought up an interesting point, because the 80-20 approach isn't just about calories. It's really, I mean, the way you approach your food and saying, you know, artificial ingredients or things that aren't perfectly clean. Part of, I think, what what I like about the 80-20 rule is, like, you don't get caught up in that idea of perfection. And if I don't hit 100%, and if I'm not perfect, I'm going to throw in the towel because I messed up. Right. So perfection is this, it's great that you brought that up because people, it's a very, first of all, an old fashioned way of dieting. Mm -hmm. And back then, and when my mom was dieting, it was about being on a diet or off a diet. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I've had success for all these years is that I never think of myself as being on a diet or off a diet. My life is what it is. I'm never going to be the person that goes out and has a sandwich and French fries, uh, except on extremely rare occasions. Mm -hmm. So that's my life. And I know that. Mm -hmm. So if I ever, you know, make choices that are not the best choices, I could get right back on and Mm -hmm. and on the horse and start (laughs) eating healthy. Um, And we're never going to be perfect and we shouldn't be perfect. And I don't want to be the person that can't have a bite of someone's birthday cake when there's a birthday or a special occasion. So I I feel like you can master it if you pay very close attention to it. So that poses a question to me. So when you're having that birthday cake, how do you know... How much of that birthday cake is the twenty percent? That's a good, that's a really good question. You have, I mean, at some point, willpower comes into play. Mm-hmm. So I don't finish the piece of birthday cake. Sometimes I share the birthday cake with my husband or with a friend, or I say I'm going to have a couple of bites of it, and then I move on. It's it willpower is definitely a, an important part of this game. And sometimes I just think about how I'm going to feel if I ate that whole piece of cake. Mm-hmm. And I'll feel, because sugar makes me feel bad. It makes me mm-hmm. crash. Yeah. So I don't want to do that. And I also don't want to feel bad the next day. So mm-hmm. you just, you know. Well, you, it's like in the in the old days we would say uh, playing the tape forward. But I realize that younger people are like, what does that mean? Because you can't think <laughs> about like playing it forward. But it's like, you know, you play the tape forward in your head. How am I going to feel if I eat this entire bag of chips? And mm-hmm. sort of like it's a little bit of self-regulating. It's like learning willpower if it's not there. It is. And the more you do it, the more you're okay with it. And the easier it is. Again, like back in the day in the 80s, if you were like, oh, screw it. The diet's, you know, I'm off my diet. I'm having French fries. I'm having soda. I'm having a burger. You don't have to have it all. And you can save where you Mm -hmm. can. Mm -hmm. So, you know, people used to always say, if you're going to eat the burger and the fries, you might as well just have the regular Coke or the shake. But no, it doesn't have to be that way. You can save where you can. I feel like one of the biggest takeaways for me, the more you talk about this, is that, and, and some people did ask specifically, hey, how do you measure it? Does it translate into a meal, a snack, a day? Um, Michaela said, I want to know if the 20% is a whole day of not so healthy foods, and then the other six are good. And what I'm hearing from you is that it's really about as you live your life, every occasion is 80-20, and it's more holistic and less you know, because that's that's actually extreme. If you do a whole day of 100 and a whole day of zero, 
you're probably going to be flying all over the place. And by the way, some days are 100 mm-hmm. because I don't want it. Why waste the 20? If right. I'm just having a day where I just want to be me and just eat what I eat because mm-hmm. I really do enjoy healthy foods, mm-hmm. I'm not going to think, oh, it's 8 o'clock. I better right. have a cocktail. <laughs> you know, I just live my life. Yeah. And so you're right. Some days are 30-70. Yeah. Some days are 90-10. Some days are 100-0. Right. And it's just about um, planning and being in control of it. And I think... A problem that people have is that they just feel that food controls them and mm-hmm. that they can't control the food. And that's not always an easy thing to overcome, quite honestly. Well, you know, you talked a lot about that you approach gross, like grocery shopping and stocking your house as, I'm going to set myself up for success. I'm going to stock my house with 100%. And then when life happens, so what are kind of your go-tos? What do you keep in your house at all times? How do you really eat most of the time? I think people would love to know, like, what does a normal day look like for you food-wise? So the things I eat all the time that are in my life constantly, egg whites, mostly hard-boiled, um, egg beaters, I love those. I'm really into protein. Yogurt, I love Faye, total 0%. Mm-hmm. I love um, Icelandic, skier, especially coconut. Yeah, I know that good. Mikey loves the, his girt. The key lime's pretty good, too. They, it's all really good. Yeah, and yeah. and so that's I find that really satisfying. I always have a lot of fruit around. I eat apples a lot. Um, oranges, red grapes, it's one of my things. Almond milk I always have in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, turkey slices, pickles, fresh veggies, um, lots of frozen, healthier things. Like these days I have, these, it's not frozen, but I have canned palmini, which is the hearts of palm linguine, mm-hmm. and anything else that mimics a pasta, so it's cauliflower rice or zucchini noodles, because I can feel like you can turn that into a meal in a matter of seconds. Broccoli mm-hmm. slaw, always in my house. And I eat all of those things a lot. I eat salads a lot, not as often as... Not as often as me. Jamie but. eats out big salads twice a day. Twice a day. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't do that, but I do love fresh veggies. Do you think, um, you were talking about the menus at restaurants, you, you totally avoid the pasta section. Do you think you eventually, like how veggie burgers are now on menus, do you think eventually there will be spiralized pastas on, veggie pastas on menus, or do you think that's just more of a home thing, some people do at home? I think it will be. In fact, there's a, a chain, I can't remember, it's out... Um, our way somewhere in like the Oxnard area mm. that you can choose your pasta and your sauce and one oh, of the choices is, is zucchini well oh, I remember wow. Ruby Tuesday used to offer spaghetti squash and yeah. I think some I think you see some of it it reminds me of when we were talking about mashed cauliflower yeah it's like they're trying but then you have to make then sure they, they don't screw it, it up by mm-hmm. you know, know food crime it's true yes yeah, CPK even does zucchini pasta so yeah I think more oh, and cool. more they is will is it zucchini zucchini pizza no 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 they really do yeah oh my god it's like but they mix it i think with regular pasta but the problem is honestly i think restaurants are so afraid that everything has to taste perfect that they Mm -hmm. they will not go out on a limb and try to make something across the board healthy they will load it up with Mm -hmm. oil lots Mm -hmm. and lots of oily sauces and cheeses and it's not necessary but you know I think it depends on the restaurant. It still might be a better choice. Do you know what's another area I just realized? We talked about how 80-20 you can apply to sort of calories and weight loss, and you can also apply it to ingredient choices. I realized also the approach to what nutrients you limit. Um, I used to think that I had to really watch out for sodium and sugar and carbs and calories. And when I kind of loosened that up, it was like, oh, okay. There was a little more freedom, and it honestly became easier to make smart choices when I wasn't trying to hit 100%. It's like, pick your battles. Maybe 
This item has a little more sodium, but it's really good and filling and makes it easier for me to maintain my weight loss. I mean, I do think a lot of people out there want to focus on one enemy. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to reference my mom again, but I remember when she had heart (laughs) surgery a couple of years ago, she said, the doctor said I need to really avoid my sodium. So I got salt-free potato chips. And I'm like, mom, you know, it's not, I understand that it's sodium is not your enemy, really. I mean, maybe it is a little bit, but you also have to Mm -hmm. watch your weight and Mm -hmm. it would be better if you took some weight off and potato chips are not the smartest Mm -hmm. choice for you to be making. So you're right though. A lot of people Mm -hmm. focus too much on one thing. Um, I really try not to do that. I don't avoid any nutrient, Mm -hmm. truly. Um, I try to get more fiber. I don't, I, you know, I try to have a, a decent amount of protein. I know it satisfies me the most. I don't, fully avoid carbs, although I think certain types of carbs, like mm-hmm. starchy carbs, make me eat more. But mm-hmm. I try to eat everything in moderation. How do you handle, because you travel a lot, um, how do you take an 80-20 on the road? Planning. <laughs> First of all, you always have Even emergen- on the road? Yeah, you have to. Emergency snacks are key, right? So like, you always have to have something in your bag. In my bag now, I probably have 100 calorie packs of nuts. I'll probably have an RX bar or a Quest bar. Um, jerky is mm-hmm. something that travels well. Fruit travels well. So if you get stuck somewhere and there's a bunch of time, you you know there's always something there. You don't have to grab, mm-hmm. you don't have to go to the concession stand mm-hmm. or wherever you are and grab whatever's in front of you. And then at room, like when I order room service mm-hmm. or if I go to a hotel, I know there's always going to be a chicken soup. There's always going to be a shrimp cocktail. Mm-hmm. I feel very comforted knowing mm-hmm. those things and you have to plan. And, you know, another way you can plan when you're traveling or even when you're just going out to dinner when you're not traveling, look up the menu online Mm -hmm. so you can plan for what is going to be there. So if you see something that looks amazing that you want, you can plan for it and you know the best choices so you don't feel. Some people are like, I didn't know I was so busy talking and there was so much pressure. I just picked the first thing that looked good when I was reading the menu. And ask for a refrigerator. Because we, for Jamie, like we bring... Oh, like, at, oh at the hotel. Yeah. I was like at the restaurant. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah, no, at the, re- at the uh, hotel, uh, get a refrigerator. And I mean, we, we stock our fridge with veggies and egg whites and I mean, tons of stuff. So mm-hmm. it's a good idea. Yeah. If you, if you are disciplined like that, it's great. Especially if you're going to be somewhere for a week mm-hmm. and you want to know that you can make smart choices, go for it. No. You know, one of the things that you said to me when we were talking about doing this episode is you said, never feel bad about your 20%. Just don't let it lead to 50%. Yes, exactly. And some people, that's something they really, really Mm -hmm. struggle with. And early on, as you try to bring this philosophy into your life, that could happen. Mm -hmm. If you just take a bite of something and it tastes so good, it could lead to more and more. But don't beat yourself up about it. Don't feel bad about it. Don't feel guilty about it. If you want to... You know, if you if you feel like you're eating a little bit more, exercise a little more. Right. Well, that's a you bring up a great point. Like, how does exercise, you know, help you maintain your weight loss and play into your support your 80-20 philosophy? I feel like exercise is something that is just it makes you feel better. Mm-hmm. But don't fool yourself into thinking that you can exercise those pounds away. Mm-hmm. You really can't. It's mostly all the experts are saying mm-hmm. it's mostly pretty much 80% what you eat mm-hmm. and you can exercise because it's healthy and you can burn extra calories and it's great for weight maintenance, but it's not the only way to lose weight. A lot of people think, oh, I walked for a half hour with my friends. Mm-hmm. I need a piece of pie. Right. <laughs> and that's definitely not a great way to approach it. It's crazy to me when I used to go on the treadmill, which I should probably go back to doing, um, and it would say I lost 200 calories in, in whatever the hour that I was on there. They lie, those treadmills. But it's like I was you know, sweating for an hour and it's only 200 calories. It's just crazy. Like one 
bag of chips and I'm, those calories mm-hmm. are right back in me. It, it's just crazy to me. Well, it makes you really think about when you're eating those calories. Is it yeah. worth it, right? Because yeah. so I feel like Weight Watchers is a great example of this. I feel like so many women that I've met over the years have said to me, I would never eat a bagel now. It's not worth all those points. I mean, once you see Mm -hmm. the reality Mm -hmm. of how many calories or points in that case are in the foods you like, it helps you make smarter decisions. And that's why I think seeing the calorie counts on the menus at all the restaurants is really helpful Mm -hmm. because it's just like a splash of cold water in your face. Dose of reality. No, that is true. I see we go to this uh, Tex-Mex Tex-Mex place and it has the calories and the and the burrito that I like I was, I was happy to see has the lower end of the calories and the ones that have like the guacamole and sour cream are like way up there. Hey, you're learning. Yeah. Good. So I, I get the one that I like. Good. And then yeah. by the way, you know what's in everything. So if you see the calorie counts and you know how to save some. Mm-hmm. So if yeah. something has a big thing of guacamole and you only eat a spoonful of it and you leave over several spoonfuls, you know you're saving a nice amount of calories and fat. Mm-hmm. And if you rip your tortilla in half or you don't eat the tortilla, you're probably saving another two or three hundred calories. I can't so. rip the tortilla in half. That's, that's like, you can if you try. That's like taking the peanut butter out of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Oh, stop. No. Taking the crust off. That's okay, what the crust yes, off. There exactly. You, go. Okay. you could take the crust off. You know, one thing you said that I thought was really cool is that your 20%, you said you try not to make it your trigger foods. So it's kind of like you do 80-20 for balance, but you're conscious of the things that are going to lead you down that path, the things that are going to trigger you. So so what are kind of your 20% foods? I know you mentioned cocktails occasionally, maybe a bite of dessert, but it sounds like you kind of stay away from those fat-free pretzels you used to eat all the time. <laughs> exactly. So my 20% is more we're at the restaurant and I will have a bite of that bread. Or if there is a side being passed around the table, I love mashed potatoes and I'll have a spoonful mm-hmm. of those. I feel like I'm not going to take the leftovers home. I always make someone else take those home. Um, I will have, if somebody else ordered the pasta, I'll take a bite. Mm -hmm. I'll try it. If if there's a French fry at the table, that's that's a tricky one. Because if I eat one French fry, Mm -hmm. I just think about the French fries that are at the table for the rest of the day. So, you know, occasionally I'll do that, but I try not to keep it my trigger foods. French fries are a major trigger food. Dessert isn't. Mm -hmm. So I could easily have one Mm M&M. I could easily have one bite of a cheesecake and feel okay with that. But I know a lot of people can't. I mean, I've got a problem on the other side. Well, and and that's where we're, yeah, like I can have, you know, I'll eat, like sometimes I'll take something out of the bread basket and I'll just kind of eat the crust. I'll eat the part that's the yummiest, but put a dessert in front of me, it's all over. Mm Mm-hmm. But I like how it's not black and white, like how I think sometimes we we think I'm either ordering dessert or I'm not. I'm either getting the fries and the burger or I'm not. And it seems like you approach it more as, you know what, I might treat myself to a little bit. It doesn't mean I have to have 600 calories worth of mashed potatoes. I can have a few bites, feel that balance, feel like this is sustainable, you know, way to maintain your weight loss for the Mm -hmm. long run. And it makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. It does. It makes you feel great when you can have a little bit of it and not overdo it. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I am not perfect. And I have days that are worse than others. I'm not going to lie to you and say that a day that I wanted to be 80-20 ended up being 50-50. It just Mm -hmm. happens. Mm -hmm. The the key is to not let it happen several days in a row. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's the the yo-yo dieting where people get into this like, I lost 100 pounds, I gained 100 Mm -hmm. pounds, I lost 50 pounds, I gained 50 pounds. That's where I think it truly gets unhealthy. Mm -hmm. And that's why I feel like if you are on this, if you think of yourself as having to be perfect Mm -hmm. all the time, then when you give up, you really give up. Mm -hmm. And then it's really hard to get back on track. Yeah. 
So when people go, you know, they, they, they go on this diet before they go on their vacation and then they go crazy on their vacation, that's mm-hmm. a bad idea. It is a bad idea. Like, I always feel bad when somebody, like, they, I have a friend just last week. This person went on vacation and was doing so great and then said, oh, I gained everything back on that trip. Uh. And it's like, it doesn't have to be that way. A vacation is not an excuse to gain 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. Just because you're away from home, you are still you like what else are you gonna do you're still remaining faithful to your spouse i hope you're still gonna shower and brush your teeth i hope just keep keep those habits with you it's not a it's not just a chance to just throw it all away Mm -hmm. so what would you what advice would you give people that are listening to this now and they're thinking you know okay this sounds like a really good approach to maintaining my my weight loss or maintaining my weight what what advice would you give them to kind of get started on this 80 20 philosophy I would say the most important thing, whether or not, wherever you are in your weight loss journey, whether you're trying to lose, maintain, you should identify what type of eater you are and what type of foods really are, the, are most likely to make you either feel bad or make mm-hmm. you eat more. And once you know and understand that, you can make your choices accordingly. Um, I think that is really key. Mm-hmm. And I would say that they should just try it out and plan, write everything down. Like sometimes, by the way, there are days where I want to be 100%. Like let's say I'm preparing for something or I know I have a TV appearance. I want to wear something and I want it to look a certain way. I will write down everything that I eat. And I think that that's a good thing for people to do, to be reminded of, hey, maybe that wasn't 20, it was really 40 that I had that day. So writing That's a great point. And I, you know, I've had this experience, I bet I'm not alone, where if I food journal... If I get to a point of the day where I kind of screw it up, I go off the rails, I'll stop doing it. I'll put the journal away and then I have no idea. But it's like if I just because I don't want to look at it. But if I just say, you know what, eight, four Oreos, eight, eight Oreos, whatever it is, just it's okay to just be accountable to yourself and not beat yourself up. Just it's just information. It's just information. And it's there in black and white and you can see it. Mm -hmm. So but don't beat yourself up over it. Never works. It just it happens. Nobody ever beat themselves up thin. (laughs) <laughs> unless you burn so many calories punching yourself you're not going to look very good in that no. bikini once you get there it's true and we just learned exercise doesn't burn as many <laughs> calories as we think nope. so that's okay so this has been so great like i really like this conversation and i love how interactive the community was on facebook mm-hmm. and how they sent their questions in and i hope people do that more often and we we just want to bring people what they want this yep. podcast is for our audience now and it's just great to hear from them and feel like we're helping them. So if you're listening to this and you want to talk to us and interact with us, go to the Facebook community. We love if you you know tell your friends that you enjoy the podcast. If you review our podcast, we like that even more. How do they do that? Uh, so if they go to the Apple Podcast app, uh, they can click on ratings and reviews. They can rate us, hopefully five stars, and then also scroll down and hit review. And then you can type out just a couple lines saying mm-hmm. why you like the podcast. Yeah, that we would so appreciate that. Yeah. And then if you want to call us with your questions, you could do that too. At 805-380-8075. That's 805-380-8075. And you just said that this podcast is for the people. I thought this podcast was so people can talk to me, but <laughs> I guess it's two for two reasons the podcast it's, exists. Okay. I guess it's both. Also, if you're shy and you don't want to leave a question or a message, you can email us at suggest at hungry-girl.com. Send your questions and, you know, you can be anonymous and uh, we'll get back to you if we can. Yeah. And if you don't get our daily emails, you really should because that's the heart and soul of Hungry Girl. And you can sign up at hungry-girl.com. 
And I guess that's it. That's it. So thank you guys. This has been really awesome, and we hope it's been helpful to the audience. Let us know. Let us know what you thought of this uh, this episode. Yep. This very special episode. Do <laughs> the right thing. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be back next week, and I'm Lisa Lillian, also known as Hungry Girl. Till next time, do the right thing. <laughs>